in a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Hi, welcome to the Soulful Leader Podcast. This is Stephanie and Marin, and we are really excited to be here today. I have been having a question in my own heart. And isn't it interesting how sometimes you can be searching for an answer and then it shows up in the most random places. I had an experience yesterday with a client of mine and we were talking about climbing the corporate ladder. And, you know, you put so much time, so much effort, so much life force presence into, you know, the next step in your business or in your life or in your relationship, your health, whatever it is. And, you know, this, this client was saying to me, he said, isn't it just a kicker? You know, yeah, you put most of your time and energy in your life to climb the, this, this ladder only to realize that it's leaning against the wrong wall. And I wanted to address that because I can completely relate to that, you know, putting time and energy into something and then realizing, oh, what have I done? This isn't where I wanted to go. So Marin and I are going to talk a little bit about that and, you know, what that might mean and how we can find gifts in it and that it doesn't have to be so burdensome, so heavy and so shameful. And that's really what the Soulful Leader podcast is all about, helping you discover which wall you want to lean on and where you want to go. I think that, uh, I think everybody has felt that in their lives where, and I like the fact that you used different things. We've all felt it, I think, in our business in some way, shape, or form, whether it's our own business or working for somebody else. We also have felt it in our relationships. And there is this sense of shame that comes in of, oh, I did the wrong thing. And we judge it. And then we judge ourselves and we go into shame. Instead of, you know, one of our teachers talks about prototypes all the time. And if we think of it as a prototype, like we're working through it and it may not be the right thing in the end, and it's definitely the right thing right now. So when I think about the places where I've done that for myself is, say, for example, my business, my my studio, it's there have been a lot of opportunities for me to, you know, like go this way or go that way. And you make a decision, I make a decision. And then I'm not sure, did I make the right decision? Right. And then there's this, oh, I, you know, like we moved, gosh, we moved literally about eight months before the pandemic. And we took that time to renovate a new space and make it beautiful. And we had our, we finally had ever, the last piece went in, which was our beautiful new floor, our beautiful $30,000 floor. And the week later, we shut down on the pandemic. <laughs> oh. And if you don't, I mean, like, there's a perfect, like, he's like, oh, crap, I just, I just put the, the, the darn ladder on the wrong wall. We could have, we could have shut down instead of moving. 
And wouldn't that have been perfect? Because then I would have had space to do more stuff like this and explore all these. And it wasn't right. It wasn't the right time. There was a reason. And so instead of going into shame, it's like, okay, so what's next for me? And I think that that is definitely the key, isn't it? Is being open to what is coming. I had a similar experience. You know, I signed a three-year lease and just before the pandemic, literally like in February, just before the pandemic, which happened in March and six of my, my team left. So it was left with just two of us in this massive space and, you know, not being able to go into the office or work. I'm like, okay. I just kept asking. I'm like, I just signed for three years. So there must be something in that three year time that I meant to do with that instead of feeling like, woe is me. Oh, I made the wrong decision. Oh, this is going to cost so much money. And, uh, you know, I screwed up. How can I get out of it? I think that's where we come. And it doesn't have to be for those of you who are listening, who don't necessarily have a business. It could be with a marriage or a relationship. Yeah. It could be with your health. It's like, why didn't I start exercising or eating better? You know, 20 years ago, I wouldn't be in this situation, you know, whatever that situation is, but everything, everything is this divine, I call it the divine irritant. <laughs> so like, you know, when you have an, that term. <laughs> when you have an oyster and you have sand in the oyster, it's that, that irritation that actually polishes the pearl. And so we need those divine irritants and we can use all our energy to push away the divine irritant, or we can say, what is this polishing me? How is this polishing? What am I learning from this experience? Or what is it helping to shape me for the future? Yeah. There's something really good coming. Like you mentioned at the beginning, what's the gift? Because there's always a gift and we can choose to look at our lives, our challenges as the things that we did wrong? Or what if for a moment we thought all of it was completely right? You know, every step up that ladder that's on the quote unquote wrong wall, it's all actually perfectly right. And if it were perfectly right, then what? And it gives us a completely different perspective on it. And it's much gentler and more compassionate and enjoyable. (laughs) It's much more fun to think that, okay, everything I did was absolutely perfect. And now what? What what am I being called to? This reminds me so much of, of, of the, the Rumi, Rumi, the Rumi, who is a poet in the Sufi mysticism back in the 1300s. And one of his favorite lines is beyond right doing and wrongdoing, Mm. there is a field. I'll meet you there. Essentially talking about we can transcend the right or wrong, the good, the bad, black or white, like the opposites. And isn't it interesting how we're also talking about inclusiveness so much these days, too? It's like it's not about being on that level of polarity of trying to unite it. We can't do it on that same level. We have to go to a new dimensional, a new way of thinking and being that supersedes the current moment, but that transcends this now. So that's evolution, isn't it? It's like even the pandemic is, I keep hearing this from my clients too, is like some of them are saying, I just want to go back to the old way it was. Hmm. And I said, we can't go back. 
because you're not the same person. Right. You, you came through all of these changes and all of these things for a reason. It wasn't just a temporary fix or shift. There was a reason we had to move through this because now we need to take what we loved from the past and who we are now and what we've learned and create a whole new way of being. That essentially is what is being called for us to do. And we don't have to kick and scream and struggle around it. We can celebrate it and embrace it if we choose. Yeah. I, I, when you were talking, one of the things that came up for me was a story that I, I heard recently about the, um, the, the, you know, the little things that we use to use, uh, we now, a lot of uh, vendors use for their credit cards. They're the little square readers. You know, in order mm-hmm. to pay for something, we stick our credit cards in the little square readers. And someone was telling me a story about seeing the, the place where you know, it must be corporate square or whatever. And they have this hallway with all the iterations of the square mm-hmm. reader. And if you think about that as a metaphor for us in our lives, and I think that a lot of times we have this concept that we're supposed to just get something. And if we don't, or we're supposed to be in the right place, and if we're not, then everything is wrong. Instead of thinking of it, like I said earlier, I used the word prototype, and that's how I've started to think about things of like, every time I get to something, it's just the the next beginning is the end of this and it's the next beginning of that. So if I can look at that from the prototype perspective of each of those iterations of, you know, the first square reader was this bigger, clunkier thing that was blah, blah, blah. And then it moved to this. You look at it from an iPhone, right? Look at the, the, the iterations of the iPhone. And each time there's a little tweak that makes it, that makes it better. And instead of thinking that we have to get from zero to perfect in one large stride. Like, oh, I was supposed to know that. Mm. Or I, I, what, whatever's next for me, I have to get it. Because especially for us leaders, as we're climbing that ladder and we have gotten to that top rung, and now all of a sudden we're like, oh, crap, that wasn't where I wanted to be. Do I have to start down at the bottom again? Do I have to start over? And it's not. It's the... The, all the things that you've done in your life, they're translatable when you're in it's a like, relationship. It's like a lateral promotion. It's a lateral promotion. On a new wall. Yeah. And it's just the next iteration. And there will be another one and there will be another one and there will be another one. And we just keep adding to it and growing. And if we can think of it like that of, okay, great. That's good information. Next. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's that part of us that wants to hang on to the to the the way it used to be kind of thing. And whether it's it's a relationship, it's like, well, you were always so like this. How come you've changed? Or oh, I always had such a an easy, I could eat anything and never gain weight. And now I just think about it and I put five pounds on. Like, you know, we have this this kind of this consciousness that it's supposed to stay the same. But it's not, yeah. it's a river. We're moving. We're always moving. And that river is always heading towards the ocean. It's so always wonder, heading there. Mm-hmm. I do think, you know, I mean, I, I, part of me wants to know where that came from, of of where, where did we get that idea that everything is supposed to be perfect? And 
I'm not sure where it came from. I, I think I understand where it's reinforced because we see the result in other people's lives. We don't see the process, the angst, mm. the, the, you know, the churning of what they went through. And we hear the stories. Um, there was a story about Colonel Sanders. And uh, for many people, you have no idea who Colonel Sanders is. But he, he started a, a restaurant chain. Um, Kentucky Fried Chicken, I think, is, is based on his rep- recipe. But he knocked on like some crazy number of doors, like a thousand doors, trying to get his recipe, you know, received. And it was no, 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 no. And finally, he, he it worked, right? But we don't see that. We see the quote unquote overnight successes. And we think the, that's supposed to be us. The one hit wonders. There the one hit wonder. hit wonder. It takes 10 years to be yeah. able to create a one hit wonder. 10 years Ten of hard years. work. Yeah. And then there is no such thing as an overnight success. Somebody has put work in. And we see the final results. So, and then we think, well, I didn't, I, I, oh, I'm not that good. I didn't do it that well. I'm not, I didn't, I didn't get there that quickly. And we judge ourselves on that. We compare ourselves. Walt it's, Disney went bankrupt 18 times. I was just talking about this yesterday. With someone. I'm like, okay, I know myself after one time going bankrupt, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so not going to do that again. Yeah. I, I, like what was within him to keep going? There yeah. had to be love and passion and resiliency. Like, and I believe we all have that. So when, you know, Marin and I are talking about it takes hard work, it takes 10 years for that one hit wonder. It, it does. And this is why it's important to choose what you love. So, you know, when you find you've been leaning up against the wrong wall, I always say, well, that's a really, like you said, prototype. That was a really good prototype to realize what you don't want. So now you've got some really great consciousness about, what you don't want to put your time and your energy. And so now you can shift it. You can give yourself that lateral promotion and move over to another prototype, which by the way, everything's prototypes. It's always discovering. Yeah. I like what you were saying about that inner, because I think that in addition to the things that you mentioned, he also had to have inner trust. And if that's one thing that I want to develop more in myself and that I could give, if I could just give that freely to people of, uh, you know, follow your threads, follow what your, and I know for myself, it's been a journey of what is it that I want? Because I've been so programmed to do what other people have told me to do and think what other people have told me to think. It's like, mm. well, who is Marin and who does she want to be and what does she want to do? And all of the stuff that I've learned out there um, in my process, uh, leaning up against the wrong, quote unquote, wrong walls, right? It's going to help. And I still am going to continue that journey of me. Who am, what am I being called to? What is Marin being called to? Not, and that that story about Walt Disney is so inspiring because he was really clear. I'm going here, and if it takes 18 bankruptcies, there we go. We're going to do that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I I just I keep drawing into this the inner work of when you discover it for yourself, you own it. Because you know when we mm. keep asking people outside ourselves, who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? what would work best. These are all great information. Take it with a grain of salt. What I mean is like it adds flavor, just like salt does to a meal. It adds flavor, but it doesn't have 
to be the truth unless you make it your own truth. So we do have choice and empowerment to be able to listen inside and go, what is what is it that I'm called to? And it's not about figuring it out because that's going to have to come from your past. I would say, you know, you're smart enough to, if you, you're smart enough to look into all these things, you would have figured it out by now. Sometimes like who could have ever predicted a pandemic in the time that it did? It's like, it, no. And that we're all going to be in this together. It's like, no, I don't think there was anybody that was really prepared for it. And that's, that's life. Because life will throw you curves, not because it's trying to punish you or beat you up, but because it's giving you an opportunity to be the divine irritant to polish your pearl, to polish who you're meant to become and who you're meant to be. And that's what the world needs. So one of the things I was thinking about is um, we've talked before about the wealth dynamic system by Roger James Hamilton. And in our studio, we're also now working with a system by Luca Bricky. I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong because my two instructors are actually working directly with him and I'm not. I'm getting the information from them. Both systems are parallel. And here's what I mean by that. <clears throat> Roger's system is for business people and um, it's a self-discovery system where okay, there's tons of information out there about business and how to run your business and what you're supposed to do. And you could go nuts trying to figure out what you should be doing. And instead, you look at it from the perspective of you find your natural flow. And okay, for me, I'm a creator. We've talked about this. You're a supporter. You guys can go back and listen to that episode. It's a great episode. But knowing my flow and how I think about things, my natural flow allows me to look at other people who are doing things from from the same flow and go, okay, that's how they did it. And then I'm more directed and I'm not I'm not completely off base. And it helps me to find that inner, you know, like, oh, okay, that's my natural state. In the dancing, it's so cool because Luca is doing the same thing for movement and dance. And the things that I've been taught for years and years and years as a dancer of this is the way it's done, it's no longer necessarily true. And it never was. It just was that I was taught by somebody who's got a different body type and different where where my balance center is and all of the things in dance, quote unquote, that um that that don't necessarily work. And I was suddenly given some freedom in my movement because I was, I realized who I was, who my nat, where my natural movement is. And it's been so cool to see it both on a business level and on a, a complete physical level. And it's the same thing. It's finding your flow. Where, where do you flow best? Each one of us is such a unique expression of the divine. I always say, you know, why should I try to be someone else, you know? Stephanie's already taken. Why not just be Stephanie? Yeah. You know, be me, be yourself. And it's like that wise saying that says, know thyself. That's not about knowing your personality, your likes or dislikes. It's truly knowing, you know, what sources you, what gives you meaning and fulfillment? Where do you feel free and alive? That is the higher question, isn't it? It is. So if you had... A, a next step 
for our listeners as they're thinking about, hmm, how do I, how do I, how do I go forward with this information? What would your next step be? I would say, you know, you can both look backward and forward. And when I say looking backward, look at the steps that you've taken to get to where you were. And if those steps weren't there, if, you know, that relationship or that illness or that job loss or job success wasn't there, you know, what would have been different? And this isn't about from shame or blame. It's It's realizing that your life would be very different. You would not be where you are right now. So we want to say thank you to all of those divine irritants that have happened in our life because they've helped you become who you are today. And then looking forward towards the future, who do you want to be, not do? Because I think we're caught up in the human doers instead of the human being. Who do you want to be in the next, what's that word, alliteration or iteration of your life? Iteration, the next iteration, yeah. Want to be? That's it. It's the next iteration of your life. <laughs> so that, yeah. Who do you want to be and become so that you can be the human being you were born to be? I love that. Great. Thank you so much. So I think that's a great place to wrap up. Why don't, uh, if you're enjoying our podcast, give us a rating on your favorite channel, whatever you're listening to us on. And you can always visit us on YouTube and check us out there. Also, our Soulful Leader group on Facebook where we chat with you and uh, we, we put some, some cool stuff up there. So join us there. We would love that. And we will see you all next week. Thanks so much for joining us. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.